0: Welcome to Bobcast. Bobcast delves into the pulse of today's most pressing issues, offering listeners an audio tapestry of timely conversations and profound insights. Each episode stands as a reflection of our contemporary world, weaving together expert perspectives, personal stories, and in depth discussions that capture the nuances of the challenges and triumphs we face every day. In an era where noise often drowns out meaningful dialogue, Bobcast serves as a beacon, bringing clarity depth, and truthful understanding and opinion to the forefront of auditory exploration. Listen to a new and exciting episode every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Now, here it is Bob.
1: Hello, hello, it's a brand new week. Hope everyone had a great week last week. Unfortunately, we know that people in Israel did not have a good week last week. Uh, Last week, one of our biggest allies was attacked by a military-type force. That means rockets and bombs. I've tried to stay out of politics with this show and make it only about daily issues and events of the we must deal with. But this is different. The wave of fallout from that attack has divided our country even more. One might ask how. I did research, and here's uh, how this all happened. First, you must understand who is Hamas. Hamas is a Palestinian militant and political organization. It was founded in 1987 during the first Intifada, Palestinian uprising against Israeli occupation. It is considered a terrorist organization by multiple countries, including the United States, Israel, and the European Union. It's a conflict between Palestinian militant groups led by Hamas. And Israel began on October 7, 2023, with a coordinated surprise offensive on Israel. The attack commenced with a morning barrage of 3,000 rockets launched from the Hamas-controlled Gaza Strip into Israel simultaneously. Around uh, 2,500 Palestinian militants breached the Gaza-Israel barrier, attacking civilian communities and at a military basis near the Gaza Strip. Tragically, this conflict resulted in at least 1,400 Israelis losing their lives, including 260 individuals, at a music festival in Rhyme, marking the deadliest concert attack in history. Reports say some children were killed and women were raped. News sources also stated that children were beheaded I have not found that true, but I did not find it denied anywhere either. Israel initiated retaliatory strikes before officially declaring war on Hamas a day later. Hamas launched its attacks during the end of the Sukkot Jewish holiday, precisely 50 years after the Yom Kippur War in 1973. You must understand that Palestine does not have the capabilities to launch an attack like the attack on Israel. They use the backing of Iran. Second, who is Iran? Iran is situated in the Middle East and shares borders with several countries, including Iraq, Turkey, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. It also has coastlines along the Caspian Sea to the north and the Persian Gulf and Gulf of Oman to the south. The capital of Iran is Tehran which is also the country's largest city. Iran has a long and complex history that dates back thousands of years. It was home to several ancient civilizations, including the Persian Empire, one of the most significant empires in history. In the 20th century, Iran experienced a series of political changes, including the Iranian Revolution in 1979, which led to the establishment of the Islamic Republic of Iran. Iran's economy is diverse and includes sectors such as oil and gas production, agriculture, manufacturing, and services. The country has substantial reserves of oil and natural gas, which play a crucial role in its economy, which also is something the US does not have at this time. Iran's nuclear program has been a source of international concern and controversy. The country has been involved in negotiations with other nations to address concerns about its nuclear activities. The Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, (JCPOA), also known as the Iran Nuclear Deal, was signed in 2015 to limit Iran's nuclear program in exchange for sanctions relief. However, the status of this agreement has fluctuated over the years. Here is the history of Iran and the U.S. On November 4, 1979, Iranian militants stormed the U.S. embassy in Tehran and took 52 American diplomats and citizens hostage. The hostage takers demanded the extradition of the deposed Shah of Iran, Mohammad Reza Pahlavi, who was in the United States for medical treatment and also sought the return of Iranian assets frozen by the U.S. government. The hostage crisis lasted for 444 days, making it one of the longest hostage situations in history. It strained diplomatic relations between Iran and the United States and had a significant impact on on international politics. The hostages were released on January 20, 1981. Following the signing of the Algiers Accords, a set of agreements between the United States and Iran that addressed various issues related to the crisis, the Iran hostage crisis, had a lasting impact on U.S.-Iran relations and remains a significant historical event in both countries' histories. Since that time, some 44 years ago, Iran and the U.S., have not gotten along in recent years, there is suspicion that Iran is backing terrorists. That has become clear and evident, especially with the attack of Hama on Israel, some groups in Israel, such as the Temple Mount Faithful Movement. They believe that the site of the al Mosque is the original location of the ancient Jewish temples and see its reconstruction as a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. However, it's important to note that these views are not universally held among all Israelis, and many oppose such actions due to the site significant Islam and the potential for conflict. As for the reference to the Antichrist, this is a concept from Christian eschatology and is not a part of Jewish beliefs or motivations related to the Third Temple. At least 44 nations denounced Hamas and explicitly condemned its conduct as terrorism, including a joint statement by the United States, the United Kingdom, France, Italy, and Germany. Therefore, these countries have declared Iran a terrorist nation. Joe Biden, our president, just released $6 billion to Iran. So where do you think Hamas got its financial support? In contrast, countries across the Middle East called for de-escalation and decried Israel's decades-long occupation of Palestinian territories as the root cause. Iran warned Israel to immediately stop all military aggression against Gaza, threatening to intervene if it launched a ground invasion of Gaza. Israel never launched any type of attack against Gaza. However, since October 8th, there have been continuous exchanges of fire between Hezbollah and Israeli forces with Hezbollah militants firing rockets into Israel from Lebanon and Israel responding with airstrikes in Lebanon. The U.S. deployed two aircraft carrier battle groups to the eastern Mediterranean. The U.K. declared it would send warships and aircraft, and Germany began supplying military aid to Israel. Israel cleared Hamas forces from the southern Israeli communities after the massacres occurred and conducted airstrikes in the Gaza Strip, resulting in the loss of 27,50 Palestinian lives as of October 15. The United Nations reported that approximately one million Palestinians, nearly half of Gaza's population, have been internally displaced. Concerns in of a Humanitarian crisis escalated after Israel cut off food, water, electricity, and fuel supplies to Gaza, which was already blockaded by both Egypt and Israel. Israel urged 1.1 million Gazans to evacuate northern Gaza, while Hamas called on residents to stay in their homes and blocked roads leading south. The intent of this action was to prevent Israel from striking back against Hamas. On October 18, Israel responded to a request from U.S. President Joe Biden to, to allow humanitarian aid to be delivered to the Gaza Strip. Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi agreed to let 28 trucks use the Rafah border crossing to enter Gaza through Egypt. However, as of October 21, the Rafah border crossing remains closed with more than aid trucks stranded and awaiting entry into Gaza. So let's put a human touch to all this rhetoric noise. It's October 9th, uh, Saturday night. Young people are out dancing and partying. Older people are home alone or with young children. Without notice, your dancing party is bombed. Explosions everywhere, and you see through the smoke that people have died or have been severely injured. You are in shock, but do not have time to think. You must react. It would help if you found safety. During all this confusion and hysteria, you are grabbed by someone with a rifle over his shoulder and a mask on his face. Kicking and screaming, you are taken to a truck and thrown into that. Inside the truck, you see others dressed in party clothes, some with blood on them, all with gray dust on them, and all crying within a minute. You can hear the engine of the truck start. and With that, the truck starts moving. You have no idea where you are going or what, what will happen to you. Terrible thoughts run through your mind, but there are no answers, only fear. The older people are home watching TV or in bed sleep. Without notice, your front door is kicked in and men in camouflaged clothes rushing with rifles over their shoulders. They grab you and they grab your children. You see members of your family shot and killed right before your eyes. You are in complete panic and fear. You see your wife or mother beaten while she is kicking and screaming. Like the party people, you are taken outside and forced into a vehicle. Pure fear engulfs you. You're driven away. It's in the middle of the night. There are no words to describe this type of action other than absolute disgust. So what would you want done? Would you want these people to be punished? Would you want them to be killed? You might not know what you want done, but you surely know that you want your government to do something. This is evil at its worst. So how should a country react? Israel reacted by releasing missiles and bombing Hamas. I am sure many died, which is what happens in a war. War is sad and should never happen, in my opinion. And battles that are casualties, some they call collateral damage because they never bothered anyone, which happens in most cases. But let me get to my point. When Israel was attacked, they fought back. That is a fact. However, one of Hamas's missiles got off target and hit a hospital in Gaza. It killed less than 20 people as of this writing. To justify the attack they did on people, Hamas condemned the attack and stated the hospital bombing was from Israel. That was a lie, as proved by identifying scraps of debris from the missile itself. Our President Joe Biden acknowledged that the missile did not come from Israel. However, two representatives of our country are supporting Palestine, which is the home of Hamas. Think about that. Members of our government elected by our citizens are supporting a group of terrorists that killed, maimed, and tortured innocent people. These two are despicable and should be removed from Congress, Ilomar and Rashid Atlam. Since the war began in Ukraine, the Biden administration and the U.S. Congress have directed more than $75 billion in assistance to Ukraine. Why have they done this? Because Russia invaded Ukraine's border, and yet they ignore our border. Now we are going to financially support another war, the one in Israel. At the same time, our people die from drug overdoses and other ways that can be attributed to the southern border. Think about that. Think about how many homeless we have sleeping on the streets. I bet some of that money could have built a shelter or two or three or four for our homeless people and even provided food for them. Yet our administration is more concerned about borders overseas than the borders in the U.S. And don't forget I said billions, not million. Now our government is going to give money to Israel and W.B. Hamas, giving money to both sides. What a waste, especially when we give money that we know is going to end up in the hands of terrorists that someday may be used against us. Our government takes in over $5 trillion. I said trillion dollars a year in taxes. That equals $5,000 There's $1,000 million and a billion. Now, folks, that is a lot. I mean, a lot of money, and yet we are $33 trillion in debt. Granted, all of that did not come because of our current administration, but he sure came from administrations who were not looking out for the U.S. taxpayer. If you are $33 trillion in debt, everything you spend today is borrowed money. Now Biden wants more money for other countries. Asking for money for other countries is not popular. So for Biden to get what he wants for other countries, he adds in a little bit of money for our border. But Just so you know, we do not get the border money for us unless we approve the entire request. Do you understand? Biden has pledged to back Ukraine as long as it takes in its fight against Russia, now into its 20th month with no end in sight. Congress approved more than $112 billion in aid for Ukraine in 2022. But the White House has said, that money has almost run out. Did Ukraine not have any money of its own? And why are we supporting Ukraine? They tell us it is to protect democracy, which is what they always say. We will get into what Democrats consider democracy in another episode. Don't forget, uh, Ukraine is the country that Biden got the prosecutor fired from because the prosecutor was investigating a company Biden's son worked for. You think there might be some corruption there? How did Biden get so rich? He was elected to the U.S. Senate uh, in 1972 at the age of 29, becoming the fifth youngest senator in history. When Joe Biden was A senator, he referred to himself as one of the poorest members of Congress. But his fortunes rose precipitously following his years as uh, vice president, thanks to a flurry of cash from book deals and speeches, as well as regular kickbacks uh, from his brother and younger son, according to text messages from Hunter Biden's laptop and a congressional probe. In 2016, his last year's vice president, middle-class Joe, reported between $291,000 and about $1 million in assets, an income outside his vice presidential salary of $230,700. He also claimed between $780,000 and about $1.6 million in liabilities, according to his 2016 personal financial disclosure form. But Biden's fortunes rapidly changed between 2017 and 2020 with help from both his son, Hunter, and his brother, James, according to a congressional report. In the year after he left office as Vice President 2017, Biden and his wife, Jill, earned more than $11 million and raked in $4.6 million the following year, according to Forbes but Biden does not spend his money, he spends yours. Here's how he does that. Here is Biden's current $106 billion wish list. Ukraine, $61.4 billion. The request includes $30 billion uh, for the Department of Defense to help supply Ukraine with weapons and replenish U.S. stocks there is also $14.4 billion to support military intelligence in Ukraine and $481 million to help assist displaced Ukrainians arriving in the U.S. This is on top of the $112 billion he has already given them. And nowhere by anyone has there been an account $14.4 billion for military support intelligence. What exactly is that? Israel 14 dollars 3 cents billion the request includes 10.6 billion dollars for air and missile defense support and 3.7 billion dollars for the state department to assist in embassy support and uh, foreign military financing what is that border protection 13.6 billion dollars the request includes money to hire 1300 additional Border Patrol agents, 1,600 new asylum officers, and 375 new judge teams. It also calls for $1.2 billion to counter smuggling of the deadly drug fentanyl. How about stopping the illegal crossings? What is an asylum officer? Do you know? Unitarian assistance, $10 billion. The request includes $915 billion dollars. For humanitarian needs across Israel, Ukraine, and Gaza. The remainder goes to border migration and refugee assistance. What is border migration? I don't know. So you understand he is giving aid to Gaza and telling you the money will not end up in the hands of Hamas. Really, if you believe that, you must believe in the tooth fairy. Well, All of that is for you to think about. But me, I think there is something really strange going on between Biden and Ukraine. Come back next week and I will tell you about Ukraine. Is it a free country that itself defends democracy? You know, Democrats always throw around the term, we must defend democracy. Do they even know what democracy is? Do you know what democracy is? Well, I have give you the information. How you take it and what you decide is up to you. Remember, next week I will talk about democracy and what it really is. I'll give you the information, and you make your own decisions. You know, like they do in a free country. Until next week, see ya.
0: Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. Your time and support mean the world to us. If you found value in today's show please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review on your favorite platform. You can also email us at bobcast@usa.com. Remember, it's listeners like you that make this all possible. We'll be back with another exciting episode next week. Until then, keep the conversations going, stay curious, and always keep listening. This is Debbie, signing off from Bobcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Until next Monday, take care, everyone.